Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of At Home in His Love. All about how do we spend time with Jesus? What does it look like to make our home in Him? And how do we learn more about His love by just being in relationship with Him? Hi, everyone listening. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, It's really exciting. We have our first couple on the podcast and also our first joint band. So I'm really looking forward to entering a new demographic. So, yeah, Gemma and Timo, do you want to introduce yourself? So we are Gemma and Timo. We live in Southwest London. Yeah, we are also playing music together. Uh, So we exist as The Forest Feeling, which is our band. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, we also exist as a married couple. (laughs) (laughs) Married for um, sort of three and a half years-ish. And we met at Theology College. (laughs) That's right, yeah. And we played in a band before we got married, but it was a different band. So the forest feeling is new. We're in our we're 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 both thirty. We've just turned the big three oh. Yeah. We're in that stage of life. Don't sound too pleased about that. No, I mean I feel like I feel a bit like I've always been thirty, but now I've sort of caught up with myself. (laughs) So I I feel good. Yeah. I feel like this is me. Yeah. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So yeah, I just love to like hear people's spiritual disciplines. I don't know if discipline is a word that I'm as keen on now because I feel like it sounds quite legalistic. Um, so maybe more just like how have you got into a rhythm of like consistently mm. knowing God? Well, one of the phrases that we've kind of found helpful over the past however many years is to learn to feed yourself spiritually. So yeah. it's like, you've yeah, you've got to take the responsibility on yourself of, okay, I need to grow spiritually. Mm. I, otherwise, I'll just stop eating, as it were. Yeah, you got to know how to make your breakfast, lunch and dinner. Mm. Another thing, though, that helped for us uh, was reading um, a specific author, a guy called John Mark Comer. We, are, we, we love his, his work and his books, and especially Garden City and The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I think it couldn't have been in a more relevant time uh, because it's all about slowing down and sort of becoming aware of this crazy overdrive culture that we're in where everything is just, um, and obviously COVID forced us to slow down. Through reading that book, we really became aware of focusing on spiritual formation during that time through disciplines such as silence, solitude, Sabbath, and Mm. so on. Everything else slowing down kind of like opens up the platform for you to be like, what am I actually doing about my faith? Mm. (laughs) Like, I'm not coasting anymore and just... Because life just became slightly more empty, didn't it? And then it was like, oh gosh, this massive part of who I say that I am, am I actually doing anything proactively to feed it? So another thing that um, when we were in small group, you guys chatted about was doing the Sabbath. But in Mm -hmm. lockdown, your weekends, apart from having more time, like we're still in the same four walls. So how have you done the Sabbath, I guess, like before lockdown? And then how do you make that distinction now? I would say that it's more difficult now to make it like to Mm -hmm. differentiate. I had to kind of like, like you say, carve out a rhythm or try and be a bit more intentional. Before lockdown, well, we read a bit more and heard a bit more through John Mark Homer's preaching um, and his book about Sabbath and which by the way is nothing new all he's yeah. doing is he, he's taking ancient spiritual practices and truths and he is kind of uh, preaching them to a new generation and yeah. he's just doing it really well and so mm-hmm. that connected with us some really like 
practical things that we would do in order to um, mark out the days that we try to have our phones off for the day so that we're not like uh, social mediaing or like texting or even just like being 100% connected with other people but just it was like a family and God day and what, what inspired us I think probably and what really attracted us about it the idea of delight and that the Sabbath is basically made to be a day that brings delight, that, that you do things that are joy bringing and peace filled. And yeah, God's just like, what do you really love doing? Do it on the Sabbath, but do it with me. Some of the stuff that we kind of like built into our program of Sabbath, as it were, was like making a really, really good meal and mm -hmm. spending time and enjoying it, making sure that we get outside and enjoy a walk or yeah, just spend some time in nature. Mm. Uh, yeah, just a general kind of slowing down. For me, particularly, the digital switch off was mm. like quite a, it's quite a massive thing. Huge, huge it, it's it's yeah. like an easy, mm. big step to take to make Sabbath a different day to the rest of the week. Yeah. Because digital life, our lives are so digital now, and especially like with lockdown. Mm. And so that was really refreshing. Yeah, certain things we, we still do the same so we don't go on social media on on sundays which is our sabbath it's probably important to say that it doesn't have to be a sunday you know it's the idea of sabbath is that it's one day set aside for rest and worship and delight and so for us sunday works well uh, a few years ago we were both working for a church then sunday was the busiest day of the week and so we then did it on Saturday or Monday. We only use, we used to completely switch our phones off, like off, off, and to put them just in like a drawer and forget about them. Um, but nowadays we, we still want to receive messages because that's kind of the only connection with the outside world. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We've, we've had to slightly adapt because, yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. want to be entirely shut off from community that we need so much. And yeah. so, yeah, we don't do social media, but yeah. we do let ourselves still chat to other people yeah, outside it's still nice to sort of see a picture of your family especially like my family lives in germany and i'm the only one here so it's quite nice to still be in touch with them or maybe even call them kind of leave that digital world in terms of like instagram facebook and, just, and the news and the news exactly yeah. yeah not checking the news big meal is definitely important and if possible a nap afterwards anything <laughs> that you just that rests you yeah uh, it's all about rest and, and as you said, delight and, but yeah, worship as well. And I mean, we're still working this out and, yeah. and the worship aspect, I think we're still at the moment still takes a little bit more of discipline, but mm -hmm. then once we're there, it's like, yeah, of course, like this makes sense. We are spending this day with God and receiving from God. I think gratitude yeah. is a huge part of the Sabbath as well. You become aware of the everyday things that you do have um, and you just sort of take them in a bit more. And I think I would just like say that when we talk about worship we're talking probably about actually singing and praying together on a yeah Sunday. i was gonna ask um, what you define it as yeah but i think one of the great things about sabbath is that we've we've also learned obviously worship isn't just singing it's mm. like the most cliche sentence ever but um yeah <laughs> no, it, it's so important it's though. um so important. and so even if we don't like sit down with the guitar and play we can worship God when we're cooking the great meal and we can be grateful and thankful and everything that we're enjoying in that day. Mm. So rather than saying necessarily, oh, we need to take a chunk of time out and worship, quote, we'd probably like try and infuse or just increase our awareness of like God is with us right now and he is the source of what this joy that we're getting from all of these gifts. 
but yeah we do also like obviously because we're musicians we like to yeah worship and that's by music. the way what i meant when i said earlier you know worship at the moment we want to do it and kind of try and schedule it in because we want to cultivate that more mm. but yeah totally like worship is is a lifestyle and anything we do before god and with god uh, engaging with him yeah. mm. it reminds me of one corinthians so whatever so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do you do it all for the glory of god mm. and i think one of the dangers is thinking that like a good meal or a roast that really satisfies you is like something unholy and then only the holy stuff is like if you've heard directly from god but he's mm. given us all of this to enjoy and delight in so I love like you using that word. Mm. And how do you guys give yourself permission to shut off or to spend that time with God? Because I think like there's so many needs in the world anyway, but COVID's really highlighted that. I think in that regard, the, the Sabbath is also a, a way of self-care mm. because we are humans and we're not machines. We can't function on a seven day cycle where we just a are like bombarded by the media and but also just giving out and working and constantly being available and all those things mm. we just can't do it and mm. if we try then we will get burnt out and so we have to prioritize rest and so the sabbath is just a perfect way of doing that yeah yeah i definitely agree it's like a you can't keep running if your tank is empty mm. and so you've got to look after yourself basically and uh and actually i think we're called to do that and we're called to come to God when we're weary and heavy laden and actually in order for us to bless other people and to lead other people or encourage other people or pray for other people even we need to be filled ourselves mm. with what God has for us and you know because I it, it is like we're in an overwhelming time of need um, and it's just totally it can be like looking at the news or even just um speaking to friends it can be just quite overwhelming and you actually i get to a point where i'm like i can't i can't even pray for other people right now because i'm so empty mm, yeah. and so it's like marking out that day and saying i need this day to fill me up because otherwise i'm going to be totally useless at praying for people that are in need and at caring for people that are in need you know if you're totally dry and worn out and yeah you've got nothing left because you've been working or just because you've been giving out yeah you don't have anything left when somebody comes to you and says oh i'm actually having a really tough time can you help or can you listen or can you pray yeah. the the this song has come to mind desert song from uh, written by brooke fraser from hillsong and um old school come yeah on. really but really good song and i was reminded of it the other day when i was in prayer meeting and online prayer meeting and uh, <laughs> there's this the last um verse says um i know i'm filled to be emptied again this seed i've received i will sow and that's like I think it's an amazing, I mean, the whole song is amazing Brooke lyrically, Fraser. but I mean, it's just, on. yeah. Oh, what's her name? Brooke Lingardwood. Yeah, she's Sorry. married now. But, but she um, was still Fraser. Yeah, but she, I just thought, wow, that's amazing. You know, I know I'm filled to be emptied again. Like, I need to be filled because I know that God has stuff for me to do. Yeah, and he wants to do things through me, yeah. through you. Yeah. And in order for him to do that, I need to yield and be filled. Stop. And even the people that you're helping, like, you can't testify that God is the one who fills and satisfies and renews and energizes them unless you've also experienced that yourself yeah so it's even more like powerful in terms of like your relationship with God and what you've seen from him you can then like other people get to be blessed by you 
first mm. and foremost being blessed as well mm. yeah you guys are kind of like you can see your love for worship and singing even just in what you're quoting uh mm. what does it look like for you guys to like so you've written like a pop song uh which you can share at the end your different <laughs> credentials so that people can follow you uh, and then also you're interested in like worship music how would you like sit down and yeah like what would be your practice for making music mm. Mm. <clears throat> yeah that's a really good question and I mean, for us, we've been on a, on a long journey for over years, you know, we started getting involved with leading worship in our local churches when we were, I don't know, 15, 16. Yeah. So it was like half of our lives. Oh my gosh. Flipping, heck. Whoa. Oh my goodness. Okay. Don't get sad. Don't get sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just no, shows then... the wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but then we, um, yeah, went to Bible college and then learned about worship stuff there but really it's only i think until you've done that for years and years and also leading other people um, and doing that sort of as as your ministry for me most recently the approach has been just to see sung worship as singing prayers to god and it's a, really a, a prayer space mm. um, i think the, the worst thing that can happen to our musical worship is when it's a performance and when we think of it as right let's have this song because we love it or whatever you know or or they well, can sing it so well yeah i was gonna say even in the current climate oh let's watch worship now yeah that's like, the biggest no, no, temptation. let's do worship now yeah. <laughs> zoom church is just really tempting to just be this consumer worship consumer of worship yeah um anyway so for me i really think okay yeah okay i can grab a guitar and play some chords but let me pray let me mm. sing my prayers and whatever you know the verse one how can i make this my prayer now yeah sounds ideal and mm. most of the time maybe it doesn't work but that's that's what i want to cultivate that's what i want to try it is really hard like i would say at the moment i mean i'm obviously i just made that joke about watching worship and instead of doing it but like you know i have done that like we it it's not um it's not how we're supposed to be doing it like we should be together and singing together um mm. i wrote my whole dissertation on that after uni <laughs> um why do we sing in church together it's like a core part of our faith mm. and so yeah doing it digitally is very hard but i am a hundred percent certain that god can still move and does still move and ministry is possible and worship is possible through a screen like it is god is not like surprised by the situation that we're in it's not like mm -hmm. he didn't see this coming and he's like oh no how are they going to do this uh, and i'm very passionate that we can still in encounter the holy spirit on zoom with other christians um that are worshiping mm -hmm. it, it's totally about a choice and i think now and i think it always has been like def even like when we're in church and together and standing there there's always a temptation to just watch and listen and oh they sound really lovely today or mm. you know oh this is my favorite song kind of thing mm. um there's always a choice to yeah. make this actually worship to make this a prayer to make this you know real and actually just because we're split up in different places doesn't make it any different in a way like we're always having to make that choice of choosing to worship it makes it diff more difficult i think because we're not in like i said at, at the very beginning we're not being encouraged by seeing other people mm. um engaging in the same way so one of my friends is also a worship leader and i guess there's been like a, a whole feeling of like longing and grief on the fact that we can't corporately 
do that and it is something that God intended and not a like oh we should get over digital like definitely see the blessing and how God can move through that Mm. but I guess like what would your encouragement or like recommendation be for people to keep holding on in that grief of like just waiting for corporate worship and being able to hear different voices again well it's it's a very real place and I'm not going to take away from from the pain of it and we all miss it so much and I'm sure we've all got amazing memories of being in community and worshiping together. I'm reminded of uh, the, this example of, of David in the Psalms where he was, most of the Psalms, or maybe all of them, they're like his personal cry of relationship and, and devotion mm. to God, which has then become a public cry. Mm. Uh, and I think it was Mike Pilavachi who, who says that often, or no, Matt Redman does, yes. Um, and, and he always kind of encourages worship leaders to, we have to make our personal cry, our public cry, and we can't just get up on a Sunday morning and just sing uh, without having done that in the secret place and in mm. our in our bedrooms and in our living rooms or whatever. Because mm. um, then that's just not really authentic and mm. we're more tempted to put on a show. Mm. And so maybe this time could be the season where worship leaders learn to develop that personal cry mm. or that maybe not cry, but that personal song, that yeah. personal yeah. prayer song, mm. which then hopefully when all of this is over one day, we can make public again. Definitely agree. My only other like token piece of advice would be to actually sing on Zoom <laughs> because it's so easy to mm. just not because it feels awkward or because it isn't the same and maybe like if it's with your family it can feel uncomfortable but I've had we've had that experience ourselves when we are sitting on a Sunday morning and maybe you're not really feeling up for Zoom church mm-hmm. if you make the choice to actually sing and open your mouth and yeah make a joyful noise and, um, and there's so much more in that as well a good friend of us reminded us the other day or he was talking about worship being costly which I think is something that we are very easy to forget. Worship is really about about surrendering sacrifice. Uh, and sacrifice. And so <laughs> if we are like our CBA to sing on Zoom, I'm not going to make that sacrifice because it feels a little bit awkward. Mm. I don't know. I mean, for me, obviously, I'm totally guilty here as well. I find it often very difficult to to engage with Zoom worship. And so I'm talking to myself here as well. Yeah, we should really kind of reevaluate that. What if what is my sacrifice? Sacrifice of praise, that's that phrase, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And also maybe it's an encouragement for other people who aren't musicians to hear that we are musicians and we find it awkward too. Yeah, of course. Of course <laughs> like too. just because yeah. we like singing and playing, <laughs> like it doesn't make it less awkward for us. So I mean it, or maybe it makes it slightly easier because we can get our own instrument out. But like yeah, yeah it's it's a difficult time but it's definitely not a time that God can't use Mm. and I think it's that battle between like what you want and what you know God says is like the best thing for you so even in how he encourages us to praise him like a lot of the time we don't really want to give thanks but I found that when I do thank him for things even if they're quite small like the joy then comes from that or it just releases other like negative things that I've been carrying I'm not a worship leader, so I don't want to be like, that's the same thing. But uh, yeah, I think just still doing it because we know that that's like praise to God and that's how he loves to like be with us. Mm. So final question, honestly, like we could do a worship podcast. I'm not a worship leader, <laughs> but I love chatting about it and stuff, but yeah. I'll think about that for the next time. Um, 
but yeah like in Garden City I think John Mark Homer talks about like what makes you feel most alive or like your sweet spot of like what you've been created to do like mm. what would you guys say you're most hungry to see or the thing that you really feel like okay wow that's where I see the kingdom in this mm. world mm. great question great question I I think that we we both really believe in the local church for that to be sort of a channel of, of God's hope for this world and to recreate this world, you know, to, we so often use this kingdom language and it must sound like totally bonkers for people outside of yeah, the church. The but, jargon. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really about bringing hope into people's real life situations. And I think that's where we kind of place our, yeah, really, really our hope is, is in the church and it coming alive, being used by the spirit. Where we see our roles, I think, is as worship leaders, as artists, as creatives, to help people in those local churches to connect with God in a way that's real, uh, that's authentic. We're so over like performance worship and and Christianese songs that mm. no one really knows what they actually mean. Mm. Um, like those things get us really mad. And so we want to see like real authentic faith again i think yeah and that is not sh shy to admit how hard it is and how confusing god is and how mysterious he is mm. um not shy of giving expression to our doubts mm. i have so many doubts and so many questions but they all have a space in church mm. we have to bring those before god and mm. yeah I think probably same in, in um, I'm just thinking of like the recreation of all things basically and how one day there will be like everything will be as it was supposed to be or it will be like a new better version of how things are now but like not saying that what how we're living and the, the world that we're living in and the life that we're living is like rubbish and it's going to get like thrown away but actually what we have now is like a less shiny version of what's going to be when everything is redeemed i think for me like i don't know if this sounds really abstract but just like what, what i'm passionate about is like that for people to see that perspective of actually of like to get rid of this thinking of like oh everything's so rubbish here and the world is so corrupt and there's all this evil and it just needs to be wiped away and start again kind of like the flood actually know that there is potential for all of that to be redeemed and that there is space like Tim was saying there is space for all of our questions and all of our conversation and our like wondering at the world and our I don't get this and our pain and just like the breadth of it all yeah. to be like under God and for that to be okay for everyone to know that whatever all of who they are and all of what they struggle with and is okay and like it can come to God Mm. And, and there's space mm. for it there yeah. and not for anything to be like taboo or like mm. not okay to talk about no. I think no, that's there's, there's space at the table exactly yeah. that felt a little bit cos that was... cosmic and out there but <laughs> that was so so awesome to listen to I think it's Julian Adams who's like really passionate about equipping people in prophecy he says that I think it's like if you put a divide between the sacred and the secular you're saying that things aren't redeemable mm. actually God mm. can redeem everything yeah and I think like people are definitely moving from let's hide what's going on in our lives and our questions to mm. got like there is a space and God wants to know that so I think church is I don't know it's less about conforming now and I think it's more about yeah. authenticity or at least we're going yeah. there I totally agree and, and uh, that's something I see as well and it gets me really excited about church 
Yeah. 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 Just how good is it to be part of something where it's okay? Yeah. You know, it's really interesting because you guys, like, what you're saying is probably quite matter of fact. Like, we've just experienced it, but it's so rich in, like, wisdom and passion and love. So, thanks so much for sharing and oh, well, for thank you so much on. for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. There'll be another episode next week. Hit me up or my guest on the socials if you want to know more. But yeah, if anything has resonated with you today, please pray about it. Seek the Lord about it. If you feel like it's something for you for this season um, or to incorporate in your life, then yeah, please do that because intentionality can bring so much expectation of what we think the Lord is going to do with us um, and in this world and in the season and with the church. So it's great to just be getting stuck in and asking him more and more.